Okay, kids, it's time for another episode of the Fueled by Weird podcast, the only podcast where cereal is more than just a breakfast food. I'm Chris Daly, and today I have the pleasure of chatting with writer Scott Wilkie. Scott, how are you doing today, man? What's up, man? I'm doing good. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, thanks for being here. Very excited. No, same. All right, so usually when I kick these off, when I meet someone for the first time, um, face-to-face or face-to-face anyway... Um, I like to kick things off with an icebreaker question. So today's icebreaker question is what is your strangest family tradition? Oh, strange. (laughs) Let me think. I don't know if we have anything strange. It doesn't have to be. It can just be like a favorite family tradition. That'll work too. Favorite. Um, that's hard to say. My wife, um, she really loves to go above and beyond with stuff. So um, since we've been married, everything, every holidays got some kind of like cool little thing that she does. So yeah. um, I think just holidays in general now with her are just a blast. Um, she does a, these just amazing little things for our, our daughter. Uh, we set a leprechaun trap every St. Patrick's Day. Um, oh, nice. Stuff like that. So I think all those combined, uh, just holidays in general. Uh, I love spending time with my my wife and daughter with those because it's it's always something different, something unique. So that's cool. Yeah, I know for us, um, we have a few different ones, but I think the funnest one that we do is every year we try to buy what we consider a a tacky holiday ornament. Yeah, and yeah. When I mean tacky, I mean just something kind of weird and off the wall, like not like the normal, like for Christmas, like the bulbs or, you know, all the other typical Christmas stuff. We'll get something like um, one of my favorite ones is a rhino dressed up in a karate gi. And he's, oh, yeah. we call him karate rhino. We have um, a hula shark just and like there's like a, a monkey dressed in a tutu with a tiara doing ballet so just <laughs> just weird stuff like that so our whole entire tree is just full of all these weird crazy decorations so it's it's always fun every new year to see what the one for that year is going to be so it's just kind of fun that's awesome dude no yeah. that's great yeah i love that it's pretty rad <laughs> all right so with the concept of field by weird basically it's all the things that you're into your hobbies your interests whether they're typically nerdy or not just you know all the things that you like to do that make yeah. who you are or what fuels your weird so what are some of the things that that feel your weird? Ooh, let's see. I love that question. Um, video games, movies. Um, I like true crime podcasts. <laughs> um, what else do I do? Let's let's see. Comic books, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> you know, uh, it goes without saying. Um, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, just um, family. The, the, my family's pretty weird, so that fuels nice. my weirdness right. uh, in a good way, in a good yeah, way. Same. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, right? Yep. So, Yep, I'm a family man myself, so I totally get it. That's awesome, um, man. So for video games, do you have like a particular console you stick with, or do you have a couple different ones? Uh, I've kind of run the gamut. So we have all, all three, um, right now. Uh, I'd love to get into PCs. It just seems too daunting for me. Um, it it definitely can be for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm on the PS5 right now. So, um, mostly I wanted that for God of War. Um, Uh, yeah. I'm a big narrative guy. So I like a lot of those for the, 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 the story as far as that. Um, but I do 
for the most part, I play Fortnite. Um, that's my main because it's my daughter's. Uh, she loves playing that. So the two of us um, play together. All right. Um, but yeah, that's one that um, I haven't played. Um, but the other Geek Network guys like to get on and play quite a bit. So maybe we'll yeah. have to see if you can join up sometime. That'd be great. Yeah, I love awesome. that. Yeah, Very for cool. sure. Awesome. All right. So let's shift into, you know, you know, I mentioned that you're a comic book writer. So let's mention into yeah. um, what was it that originally got you inspired into becoming a writer in the first place? Yeah, I've I just love telling stories and I always have um, a little fun anecdotes always that my mom used to say that, uh, you know, she would tuck me into bed and I'd be telling her the story. So just oh, come nice. up with something. Um, awesome. Yeah, a lot of times just make it up off the top of my head. Um, so then I really wanted to get into it in some regard. Mostly I was drawn to film. Um, so I remember, what was it like middle school? You know, they'd have those sheets worth like jobs and then it'd mm-hmm. be like, you know, average salary. And then so that we'd have to like go over like what we wanted to be. So people were saying they wanted to be teachers, doctors, lawyers, all stuff like that. And then I'm like, I don't see filmmaker on here. Like, I don't see director. <laughs> uh, you know, I just get these blank stares from the teachers. Um, yeah. So then I got to college and decided I was going to do go to film school in L.A. Um, had it all set up. was about to head out there. And um, I was a runner for a concert venue, um, basically just doing odd jobs for the talent that would come out. And yeah. um, one of these guys from L.A., uh, he was the, the tour manager for a, a guy I won't name. But uh, okay. I was telling him about the L.A. and going to film school and stuff. And he just, it was, I mean, it really changed kind of the course direction of my life. He was like, you know, I wouldn't waste time on that um he's like all, all major you know steven spielberg and stuff they didn't do that so just like just start making movies just start doing that so um i would make a little short films here and there um ended up do i did minor in film production but i ma- mainly went for um writing communication nice. in college while i was doing that because you know to pay the bills essentially yeah um so that was kind of my trajectory i was hoping to get into like maybe local tv uh some capacity at least get my foot in the door um life has a weird way of not working out how you plan um so then i just kind of let it fall to the side i i got you know a normal job quote unquote yeah um and then you know it got to a point we i met my wife we went to uh, our first comic-con together um always loved comics but to me it never dawned on me that because i'm like i'm not an artist so like there's just nothing i can do here um but i'm walking down like artist alley writer's alley talking to all these guys really great guys and you know one guy was telling me the how he how it happened he's like yeah i just found an artist gave him a script and and i'm like oh okay so it just kind of opened up this whole floodgate um of possibilities for me and uh, after that, I got home, started drafting up scripts, and um, here we are. Right on. Yeah. So when you get in to start writing something, where do your ideas come from? Do they come from just, you know, just your everyday life? Do they come just from crazy? I mean, I've heard different stories of where people get their ideas from. So where, where sure. specifically do your ideas come from? Uh, all kinds of places. Um, you know, Periwinkle, which is uh, my dark Christmas comic that i wrote um published 
Um, that one came just from kind of my love of Christmas uh, holidays. Um, and I, I love kind of exploring lore um, and, and established lore, you know, mm. so um, and Santa had already been done before. So, yeah. you know, I wanted to explore an, uh, an option of, you know, what would happen if we remove Santa, who's the next players like elves. Uh, so that's how that one came about. Um, I have another um, comic, Legend of Everett Forge, that I write. Um, the steampunk western. So, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So it combines robots in the old west. Um, so a lot of that's just kind of the, my loves I combine. And then now, since I've started been working uh, with Bad Bug, uh, Bad Bug Media, a lot of what we do is someone will drop an idea, or Mike usually is the guy who drops yeah. the idea in the chat. Um, and then he's like, I don't know what to do with this, or here's an idea, run with it, guys. Um, and I'm always usually the first one to like, grab it. <laughs> and I'm like, let me just throw a script together. Uh, if awesome. you don't like it, you don't like it. If you like it, we'll run with it. Um, yeah. so yeah, it, it, it depends. Um, and then my next work I'm working on is called Cupid. Um, again, that's just kind of exploring those holiday characters. Uh, so I'm kind of creating like almost like a holiday verse type of thing. Um, so yeah, it, it's just a matter of you know who i'm talking to or what's going on in my head uh it could be any number of things i'm really heavily inspired by like um like late 90s blockbusters so those like kind of just almost stupid stories but that have heart you know like armageddon <laughs> yeah, yeah. the mummy stuff like that so yeah, yeah. that's cool yeah i mean being a kid of the 90s i'm sure we're probably at least similar in age anyway um, yeah they had some of the craziest stuff back then. And I kind of wish that I know. media nowadays would kind of go back and visit that even a little bit, just because that oh. was back when, you know, they would take a chance on weird ideas because weird ideas yes. always end up being the most fun ones. Like you just have, and it sounds like, you know, and Mike, Mike's a great guy. I think he has some oh, really yeah. great ideas. And I just love how he's one of the ones that isn't afraid to, you know, you get a weird little idea in your brain. And most people are like, no, that's, that's too off the wall. That's too weird. But Mike's like, Hell yeah, dude, let's go with this and see what we can make from it. And that's, that's, that's awesome. Dude, yeah, you nailed it on the head. I think that's yeah. why we, that's kind of the brand now we've created at Bad Bug is these wild, weird, you know, some people don't probably wouldn't want to take a chance on it. You know, that's yeah. not mark. That's not going to be marketable or yeah. I don't think there's an audience for that, but we find an audience and sometimes we unlock things in people. They're like, I didn't know I wanted this type of story. Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> I got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's it's just those weird ideas that I think need to be taken more chances with because, you know, those yeah. are the, a lot of the times being the most fun ideas. Totally. No, totally especially agree. especially like the ones that we're here to talk about today. Yeah. Welcome to Monsterland and Serial Killer. Yep. So let's let's kind of break them down a little bit. So for Welcome to Monsterland, let's start with that one. Um, how did you come up with the idea for that one? Again, that was a conversation um, we had because Monster World's been in the work for a while now. And um, Mike just dropped it in a chat one day uh, with me and said, you know, cryptids, uh, a theme park with cryptids. And I was like, OK, can I please write that? Man, that's amazing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was it's just like, like he's, he gives me like six words and that's a ta like the tagline or the, the log line. And I'm like, OK, I want to play with that now. Um, and so initially he had tagged somebody else to write it um so they produced a script and i reviewed it and it was really good a lot a lot of good um elements to it and then i'm like well i envisioned it more along the lines of um jurassic park like you know the again 
harken back to the the, the, the 90s yeah. kind of um action and then I, I and i also said that i saw it more of like a family focused drama uh, or family focused piece kind of a family on the outs or trying to figure things out um and it's in the midst of the 90s um so he's like i really like those those pieces like and he asked me to put something together so i drafted up a script and um yeah he really liked it so uh, we moved along with that one and um yeah it's it's our first kind of um all ages i guess you could say because some of our other stuff's a little more mature and obviously we have our entire mature section which yeah it definitely is not appropriate for children, but uh, this one's definitely the one that's going to be probably be the like the easiest sell at, at, at cons, and we really wanted that to kind of like broaden our our catalog. So, yeah. and I apologize, I I don't know why I said land. It's I know it's Monster World, but oh, that's fine. Uh, that's that's a really cool. I, I'm I I'm big into cryptids. Um, yeah. My friend and I were working on a project that involved cryptids, so it's something that I used to not be super into, but I'm kind of yeah. getting more into that space. So when I saw your guys's campaign coming, I'm like, I need to, I need to check this out because this, like you said, this is exactly the thing that I didn't know I needed, but now that it's a thing, I absolutely have to have this. I have to have it. That's yeah, awesome. Dude. Yeah, and it's such a deep well with cryptids. I mean, you yeah. know, just I have, I have a pretty solid knowledge of it, and as I was doing research. Uh, I didn't realize like kind of how deep it went. I'm like, yeah. wow, there's how specific and niche some of them are. It's like, sure. that's a thing. So it's like, it's a, it's a never ending well we can explore. So I'm excited to get into this series. Yeah. Cause I mean, not only, you know, are some of the most interesting cryptids, the ones that people don't know about. I mean, you've got yeah. like your Bigfoots and your Mothmans and, you know, Loch Ness yeah. Monster, but there's some of those little weird ones that people that aren't as popular that are, sometimes even more scary more terrifying or even more interesting oh, than ones that, totally. that, are, that are popular totally um, and that's why like issue ones I, we haven't really gotten into it so issue one's kind of like top layer you know we're just skimming the surface we want people to especially if you're not familiar with what cryptid might be you know because yeah. i told my mom about it and she's like what's a cryptid and then i you know sasquatch bigfoot she's like oh okay so we wanted to like kind of ease people in as we get deeper into the the theme park the world we're gonna get crazier and crazier crazier so that's awesome and i think the other cool thing about it is not only can you draw from existing ones you know or existing because you know it's it's up for debate whether or not these are these are real or fake you know some people believe they are and some people don't yeah but the cool thing is is you can make up your own yeah which is that's true i think is a cool thing because you know it could be argued that a lot of these cryptids are made up but you can also have the room to make up your own, which I think is really cool and could open even a, a wider world of possibilities for story. For sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's been times I'm originally from Wisconsin. So like there's stuff that, you know, I used to see in the woods that didn't look like something, you know, I'm like, what the heck yeah. was that? So it's like, it's not even so much of a stretch that you would need to really make something up, but we've all encountered things that we thought we saw or yep. um, that may looked a little off or had, you know, a deer that had some whatever on it, like that kind of yeah. stuff. So yeah, you're totally right. There's a lot to explore with that as well. Cause it's, it's such a almost individualized type of um, thing that, you know, everyone's probably 
encountered some type of version of like the Jersey devil or something, you know? Yeah. So. And, and my dad, um, he was from Wisconsin. My family, he's got family on his awesome. side still there. And so I remember hearing stories from, from them all the time of all the weird, crazy stuff that goes on there. So yeah, I, yeah, I totally believe that. <laughs> That's awesome. Now um, the other book that I'm super excited for, and these, both of these books are a couple of the, my brand new favorite books. I've, I've awesome. haven't, I don't remember recently reading comics that I had so much fun with. But oh, it's awesome, dude. Thank you. You're welcome. And especially with serial killer. Now, when I told my, <laughs> when I told my wife about this, she is kind of like you, she's a big fan of true crime. So she's like, Oh, cool. It's a, it's a serial killer. And I'm like, no, like not S E R I A L like C E R A L. She's like, what? <laughs> she's, and, That's awesome. and, and my wife, who's not really a fan of comics now wants to read serial killer number one so oh that's, I think it. that's, that's pretty rad <laughs> i love that dude i love to hear that so thank right you. That's great. so yeah it's it's awesome so i need to know how because some of the stuff in this book is wild and i just <laughs> it's, it's fantastic so when you were coming up with idea for serial killer how did that come up how did that come about that was again and i mean and we're we're well aware you know it's it's low-hanging fruit pun wise um oh been, see sometimes that stuff's the best stuff that, that's what i said yeah <laughs> <laughs> like totally uh so and there's been like some you know attempts at it or i shouldn't say attempts there's been some stories already completed you know there's one from the 90s serial killings i believe and then the artist and author escapes me but um, it really is completely night and day from what we're doing. Um, but it, it, the, as far as where the story started, again, it was in the bad bug chat and we were just kind of joking around because we what we want to do um, and uh, we're pursuing to a degree are these kind of short limited series, um, almost like snacks, basically like comic snacks for people. Um, and, you know, we're throwing out ideas and then somebody tossed out, you know, like a serial killer. Um and it, it played around with, you know, maybe like this, the, the little toys that came in cereals were the killers and stuff like that. So from there, um, it kind of kind of shelved. We stopped talking about it. And um, we were talking with Kit Wallace, um, who was the artist on the series, uh, Mike and I. And I'm a huge Kit Wallace fan. So I was like trying to desperately trying to figure out something we could do with him. Yeah. Um, and we pitched a couple ideas to Kit, and he loved them all. Um, but then Mike was like, well, what about that serial killer one we were talking about? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And so him and I are kind of just like spitballing ideas to each other. And then it's like a detective um, who hates serial um, <laughs> for whatever reasons that we will soon discover through the series. Yeah. Um, you know, the city's full of these serial mascots that they're kind of like the Kim Kardashians of the world. Um they're just horrid, horrid people or <laughs> things or creatures. Yeah. Um, somebody starts killing them off. And, you know, this detective who hates cereal already is kind of thrown in the mix and has to like figure it out. And I was like, awesome. I love it. I like, so I got into a script, got the script done in about like a week's time just because I was having so much fun with it. Um, and yeah, sent it to Kit and Kit was like over the moon. He's like, this is it, guys. Like, I want to do this one. And he's doing concept art for it. Like, he had concept awesome. art within, like, 24 hours of, oh, wow. like, Detective Runch. And um, there's a few serials, uh, celebrities that we uh, – or mascots, rather, that we um, introduce. But, again, it's another one of those wells that run deep. So, um, Kit's already got something. 
character designs that he's like doing for the next few issues he's got some covers awesome. done already for the next few issues so yeah it's okay. gonna be it's gonna be awesome that's awesome and i really like how because when i was first reading it i i just expected you know the mascots to be you know take off the head and there's a person inside but the fact that you made them real people not <laughs> yeah. people, but the fact that you made them real like real yeah it was was fantastic i remember how you you posted on facebook how you were deciding whether or not you should put them in a realistic world or you know or what you yeah. do but i think this way was amazing the fact that yeah. you have these cartoon characters that are just as real as the regular people is fantastic and detective yeah. b runch man that is so amazing <laughs> <laughs> that's so good i was i was i was probably uh, too proud of uh, when i brought that to mike i'm like detective's name i got it brendan runch and he's like okay i'm like b runch he's like oh <laughs> i'm like thank yeah um we, we got to do that but yeah as far as yeah the the universe we were kind of aiming at that kind of um who framed roger rabbit um um element so that's um you can tell kind of the the um the callbacks to that but we like yeah. that because mike we've talked about maybe doing like an i hate fairyland vibe where like they, they can't cuss and you know it's like sugar and sparkles and this and that and i'm like no i want the the bing bang boom twins to be doing coke lines with prostitutes around them like <laughs> he's like okay let's see how it looks <laughs> i mean i think you definitely hit like right down the middle in regards to having the the realistic vibe you know with awesome. the characters the characters doing drugs and the I hate fairyland because I definitely, I mean, especially with Kit's art style, definitely it reminded yeah. me very heavy of I hate fairyland vibe. So that was, yep. I think you got right down the middle. I think it works really well. That's awesome, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think we probably did this backwards. I should have done it the other way. But in for people who don't know about the campaign already, um, this is uh, a first campaign for Bad Bug that's got two books at one time. Yeah. And, um, for those that don't know about Serial Killer and Welcome to Monster World, um, why don't we talk a little bit about what each is about and just so we can kind of let them know for the people who for the people at home who don't know. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's our first or uh, we don't we tagged at the double feature yeah. um, Kickstarter. Um, we've done kind of similar things in the past before for like periwinkle mike um was also selling copies of um his name is wrath our, our oh, yeah. story so but it was never billed as like a double it, um but these are two they're equal standing you know they're two brand new series two brand new ips for us um it was really just kind of an experiment to see how it went because there's um with the amount of titles we're pumping out and the number of artists we have on the team or authors and artists that we have on the team, like it, it made sense if we could probably like double up because it just kind of, it's a signal boost, you know, like it yeah. could bring in somebody from another, like, you know, my hope in the end of the day is, you know, a cryptid fan comes in wanting monster world and then sees like serial killer. That seems goofy and maybe would never have purchased that ever, but was looking at the campaign is like, okay, I'll grab a copy too. I mean, I'm already here. So, yeah. Um, but to go back to what they're about, um, yeah, the monster world is again, it's a, a theme park for cryptids and, um, it's this family. Um, the dad was, uh, he was, you know, active duty. So he had been out, um, deployed for a year. Um, at a, at a really bad time in his kid's life because his daughter, you know, she transitions to high school uh, during that time. The son's hitting puberty. 
Um, so he feels very disconnected from them. So the 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 setup and that's always the most difficult point is really finding that entry point into a story. Like we have the cool yeah. idea, but now who is guiding us into the story? Yeah. Um, so this is a family and it's them kind of just trying to like um get to know each other again. So they stumble upon this abandoned, um seemingly abandoned a uh, theme park called Monster World. Uh it's out in the middle of nowhere in West Virginia. And um it looks like one of those coin press machines, you know, so dad puts some things in uh, some quarters They get a token to uh, family admission token. And then they go in, they put it in and all of a sudden like these doors open and then they realize like this is not an abandoned amusement park by any means. Um, it's in pristine condition, but there's no one there. So um, that's the mystery we open up with. And uh, now the family has to figure out the history behind the park, why it is, how it's still running with seemingly no one taking care of it. Um, why, who collected all these monsters, put them in one spot. Why did they collect them and put them on one spot? And then on top of that, they have to survive all the monsters that are inside the park. Yeah. So that's monster world. Um, and then serial killer again is, um, you know, it's this world very much kind of like in the same vein of who framed Roger rabbit um serial mascots mascots in general but we're focusing on serial for this story um pseudos like celebrities well not actual full-blown celebrities and then um leon the lion he's kind of a tony the tiger-esque character um is found brutally uh murdered and uh detective b runch um is tasked with kind of finding who the killer is and he starts to un um you know, unweave this web of uh, craziness and um, mascots just start dropping all around him. And um, it's it leaves her a very explosive finale on that issue one. Um, but yeah, uh, very explosive. Very <laughs> explosive. Uh, but yeah, so those, those are the two. And it's so awesome. And the idea where you, you know, you have one and then you're hoping to, you know, you draw someone in with the one book and maybe they'll pick up the second book while they're there. That's very grocery store-esque, you know, like the last yeah. impulse item. So that's that's a great way to handle it, especially, you know, with having breakfast cereal. That's a great way to tie it in. Very smart. I like uh, we're hoping that it works because, again, we do have such a kind of vast array of titles that we do. Um, yeah. This probably won't work, obviously, for our more super mature titles, obviously. Yeah. Um, but we got stuff, you know, like, Ruben and Casey's Don't Talk to the Dead and mm -hmm. um, works like that. And then um, Discordia from Chris Jerome. Like, those are two vastly different books. But, like, if we yeah. could combine those two, you could bring in audiences from each side of it. You know, that's sure. our that's our hope. So hopefully this pans out for us. Yeah, I mean, plus you throw in My Name is Wrath, which is another incredible book that I'm a yeah. huge fan of. Because, you know, weird, crazy stories and cryptids and, you know, mechs. And like you mentioned earlier, steampunk and robots, that's kind of like most of the ingredients that make up my weird. So that's, that. that's pretty perfect. Plus, yes. um, I am Ragnarok too. Or yeah, Ragnarok. Ragnarok, yeah. That's that's an also another that's I forgot to mention that. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If so if you buy both books, um, you do get the free copy of Ragnarok. So three books for yeah, and one Kickstarter is kind of unprecedented. Ragnarok isn't a brand new IP. Um yeah. it's come it's out. Great, but it's this, a great one though. Yeah, but this like um, kind of redux is um, definitely uh, it. They didn't miss the mark the first issue, but they nailed the hammer, uh, nailed the nail on the head um, yeah. this time around. So 
for sure. Yeah. Now you had mentioned that these are kind of going to be a limited series. Do you have, so you definitely have an endpoint for Monster World for sure. and for Serial Killer. Like, is it, is it like a long ways out? I mean, how many issues do you kind of plan on both of these being? Monster Worlds, um, we do have an end. Um, as far as how soon we want to get there, we're just kind of feeling out how people feel about it. Um, we could pr- easily wrap that up in either like you know four issues. Um, but if people are really digging it, like definitely five because there's a lot of mythos and lore behind that one that we can yeah. explain. And again, that well of cryptids we can put in there. A uh, serial killer will probably be around that four issue mark. Um, but again, it's one of those things. It's really just test driving uh, these issues because, you know, what we've came to find was you know, we we bite off more than we could chew or be like, okay, this is going to be like a 10 issue series, you know, and then you get lukewarm results from it and you're like, well, yeah. crap, now I'm three issues in on a 10 issue series and it's not really selling that well. Uh, it's kind of what I ran into with Everett Forge. Um, had this big, grandiose plan, and it just wasn't really ever finding the right audience or a audience, to be honest. So yeah. I'm like, how can we avoid that moving forward? So um, my mentality is always like, let's just give, let's keep it small and tight. Um, that way, in the event it doesn't find an audience, doesn't hit, we can bail on it, and we can c- at least complete it. And then there's a book and then maybe it'll become like a cult classic like or something down the line and uh, it'll find an audience maybe three years down the line uh, but at least we'll have it done and not like a bunch of these started series that they never have um, exactly so that's good so basically what you're telling me is you have an ending for these but if they end up being well received we could end up going further past the ending and come up to whole brand new stories that's the goal, yeah. Especially with serial awesome. killer, because we're talking about mascots. There's so many. There's you know sports yeah. mas- mascots, fast food mascots, uh, just general food mascots. So, um, yeah, there's a, a lot, and we plan and would love to explore. But again, we're just gonna test the water first. If people love it, like we'll go full steam ahead. But because yeah, I mean, you know, like you mentioned with your holiday verse that you're creating, essentially, you could create a serial verse. Or a mascot verse, or even you know, with Welcome to Monster World, a cryptid verse, really. So that's that's very yeah. to know that there possible there is an ending, but it doesn't have to be the ending. The ending, it could yeah. just be the beginning, depending on how these go. Totally, because there's a lot of room too. You know, I I I you know, kind of, I don't want to say like there's a there could be a shared almost cinematic universe type with a bad bug, but there is a lot of room for us to like bring serial killer probably not so much but like monster world if you're familiar with them mike series mike series uh black jackets yeah uh bobby joe um our appalachian um alien hunter there's a lot and they all kind of happen in the same kind of west virginian area so uh appalachian area um so there's even that possibility too that like one day we could do crossovers um they're all kind of in separate decades but there's always that potential uh bobby joe's in the 70s monster world's in the 90s um we're looking at doing like another black jacket series that takes place in this uh, late 70s bridging that gap um so yeah there's even that possibility but again we just we want to play it smart because we know a lot people ran into that you know where they they start a series and they're, they're ended on issue three because it never hit and yeah. i'm in i'm in that spot right now with everett forge trying to figure out what i want to do with that series but um but yeah i mean i think you know i think the idea of a 
you know, a bad bug verse really is kind of a cool idea. And, you know, like mm-hmm. there's, there's certain aspects of it that might not cross over well, but I think there's still enough interesting ways you could do it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, detective B run shows up in monster world or shows up in black jackets, but, you know, even with something like a reference could yeah. be a way to, to mention it. But so I, I think it's doable and, and, you know, and not necessarily, I know that's not your guys's plan, but even the fact that it, it's a possibility is kind of an exciting thing. I know, isn't it? Yeah, because we got a lot. And like with Rosebud Manor now, I mean, that's that's a cool one because we're actually calling out to different issues of Roseblood through that um, anthology series that we're doing. So we're already kind of dabbling in that um, shared universe type of thing within that given series. But uh, it's a ton of fun. And I get why like studios and stuff are doing it. I mean, yeah. it's just really cool to see like, oh, like there's, you know, Ant-Man and blah, blah, blah. Um, it's maybe lost some of its charm in that in that regard. But yeah. I still get jazzed when I see, you know, Marvel crossovers yeah. and stuff. Totally, man. Like I know, like, you know, I kind of dabble in writing myself and me and my friend have, you know, we write two very different kind of stories, but we've always kind of, you know, tried to play with the fact of trying to eventually merge them together, at least for a story or two just because you know the just the idea of having properties cross over no matter really what the properties are is, is still kind of cool to see just especially right. especially if you're fans of both properties so that's why you yeah. know movies like like fall guy were so cool because with fall guy you have some of that crossover mm-hmm. and not necessarily you know with the specific people but you know especially the scene with ryan reynolds pulling up captain america shield in a show it cuts to chris evans, chris evans. just little things like that are kind of fun so Isn't it's it? I mean, it's not necessarily the the goal or the purpose or it's not what you're going for. But the fact that you're able to open up that opportunity for it to happen is kind of exciting sometimes. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. And I think it's just about keeping it fresh because, I mean, yeah. I, I know people have probably gotten a little bored with like uh, Marvel stuff. But I mean, I'm so pumped for Deadpool 3. Oh, dude. Um, and having like <laughs> and Hugh Jackman. It's like that's what that's the key and it's like yeah. and bad bugs that's, that's bad bugs goal is ultimately like how do we keep it fresh and yeah as long as you're doing that i think crossovers work but i know people kind of like freak out when you're like oh god another cinematic universe or shared yeah. universe so and speaking of deadpool 3 i think if even at least half of the rumors come true that movie's gonna be so wild <laughs> I, I can't i can't continue i'm so sad with the you know i, I I'm, I'm totally with this the writers you know with the strike oh and yeah everything. absolutely and, 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 my, and my heart goes out to them and yeah it's just such a bummer because i know that's like going to cost so many delays just down the line and then with that movie yeah. in particular but uh, i've been when that initial kind of like uh those leaks came out of, uh, on set yeah man dude i was geeking out so hard but so hard it's i love it's, it yeah myself geek network we all support the writers and the actor strike it's definitely yeah. something that we're a part of but just you know of all the rumored cameos and stuff that that they've talked about happening if even half of those come true man that movie's going to be when it when the day finally comes we get to watch it that movie's going to be a wild movie <laughs> totally and i'm like i can't wait <laughs> oh man all right so after this kickstarter's over you know what's next for you guys for for you i mean not necessarily bad bug as a whole but for you what's next is there anything you can talk about i mean even if it does end up being something with bad bug what is it that's coming next that you're able to talk about yeah i got a few um because i also write for two other publishers i write for about time comics um obviously i have Everett forge that one's kind of on pause right now uh but i do red scare for lee giles uh which is a zombie um zombie apocalypse the the russians take over um 
and their soldiers are all infected with the virus. So you kill the Russian soldiers, but then they like reanimate. So you have the it's called the, they call it, they dubbed it the Red Scare. Nice. Um, so I'm, I'm <clears throat> excuse me working on issue three of that right now. The script I'm almost done with that one. Um, I have another one that I work on through Inferno Publishing, which is uh, Perils of Passion. It's um, kind of a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, nice. So issue one just got uh, completed on Kickstarter a little bit ago. Um, and then my own stuff, <clears throat> I'm working on Cupid. Um, so that's the continuation of the, the Periwinkle universe, the holiday verse. Um, and I'm very excited about that one. Um, it's an out of work uh, Cupid, um, you know, it, it's building upon the idea that, you know, Santa's dead. Santa was killed in, by Krampus and Periwinkle. So now the world's kind of fallen into shambles, um, lack of love. People don't have any compassion anymore. And that's really bad for business for the God of love. Yeah. Um, so now he's just trying to make ends meet, doing odd jobs. Um, so issue one starts off with him kind of, um, he owes a loan shark, uh, quite a bit of money. Um, so then he has to do a heist and, uh, in order to do that, he, he calls out to some friends, uh, boogeyman and uh, tooth fairy. Oh, that's so, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, boogeyman is, um, he's got crippling anxiety, depression. Um, kids aren't scared of him anymore. So like, he just has like no drive. <laughs> um, and then tooth fairy is, uh, kind of almost creep. <laughs> he's this. Uh, he looks like a pack rat with wings. Um, and then what he does with the teeth is very sus. He never really kind of gives you uh, what he's doing <laughs> with them. And then he's low key, kind of a sexual deviant. Um, so it's just the three of them playing together. Um, we got Sandman in there. Um, and then there's this uh, love interest for Cupid as well. Um, so it's it's really fun to explore um cupid who's kind of had his heart broken and like what that would look like for the god of love uh with a broken heart and um yeah i'm just having a blast with that series um i think i'm gonna probably do their bigger issues this is like a 40 pager um i'm thinking about doing probably three of those 40 pages it's just kind of again a tight universe and this is a standalone too um issue one it's a it's a full you know front to back story so in the event it doesn't hit it's a contained story at least so there's something that people have yeah uh, but i'm yeah i'm totally pumped for that one uh, i don't have an exact launch day for the kickstarter yet i learned a lot of lessons from periwinkle because that one took like a year plus to complete and i had bat and we were you know only 10 pages in when we did the kickstarter so i had a lot of angry backers and um a lot of disappointed people with the, the time and I completely understand and I'm extremely apologetic to everyone who backed that one that it took so long. So now I'm not ever making that mistake again. So I'm making sure Cupid's entirely done. I'll probably even have a little bit of two done by the time we start Kickstarter. Um, but yeah, that's what's uh, coming up for me. I got some another title that Mike and I just kind of, we could, did some concept art for. I'm very much excited for that one. So I'm going to jump into that um, here shortly after I finish Red Scare and I have to finish another Perils of Passion uh, script as well. But yeah, lot, lots of coming. Lots coming. Very cool. And I know, I think it was you that shared the the one picture for Cupid coming up. And yeah, just off that one picture, I'm super stoked. I mean, I know you you and I talked about it a little bit over chat, just about how you're really excited for Cupid. And it made me very excited. But when I saw the picture, I'm like, dude, I'm sold. And now that you told me more about it, it's one it's another one of those weird stories that I just it's <laughs> super home for me. And I know I have a lot of friends that have that same kind of 
the weirder the better so i think that one i'm i'm very excited for that one that's awesome yeah, yeah. appreciate that man Thanks. yeah i'm i'm so stoked for that one yeah it's gonna be fun i i mean I, it's probably the one of the funnest series i've written um and periwinkle you know that's that's always gonna hold the special place in my heart i really love that story um yeah and it's more on the serious side of things. I think I got to explore a little bit more of the goofiness with Cupid, which kind of let me breathe a little bit more. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Very awesome. All right. Well, I don't want to keep you too much longer. So to wrap up, you know, what's a bit of advice you'd give to someone who, you know, wants to be creative or people who are, you know, up and coming creatives, what's some advice you'd give? Um, I would say surround yourself. Um, with people you trust, um, people who are going to be honest with you. Cause the last thing you want to do is, um, you know, live in an echo chamber. Um, you want people that are going to kind of be like this. I don't get this story. This isn't good. Or, uh, it could be better here. Um, so be with people who you trust, who are brutally honest with you, um, support you of course. And then also don't give up. Um, because, you know, my first Kickstarter with Everett Forge um, had a $6,000 goal on it. I think I made at the end of the day, maybe 800 bucks. Um, and I was just so disheartened by the whole thing that I just wanted to quit. Because yeah. um, I'm like, okay, you know, I guess this wasn't it. It's just another kind of writing thing that didn't pan out for me. Um, but I had, again, I had really supportive people. Mike Teener, uh, Lee Giles were there at that time and you know Mike and Lee are both like these are good like don't give up like keep pushing forward and Lee and Mike they both gave me ideas on like how to maybe improve upon um, uh, Everforge or like do the Kickstarter a little bit better make it more engaging yeah um, and then you know eventually I did get it funded and those types of things and now here I am like a few series under my belt um, really thanks to them for kind of pushing me through so um, just don't give up and then make sure you're you got really good people in your life um, you know friends if it's going to be friends or family or just um, other creatives in the field very cool that's good advice and yeah you know it's it's hard to create by yourself and it's yep. really hard if you surround yourself with a bunch of yes men because mm-hmm. really you just you just think every idea you have is the and I've I've I'm personally guilty of that where you know i'd write something and send it to my friend and he'd be like oh yeah this is really good but then i'm like really i know that i'm good at writing but i don't think every single one of my ideas is like thing ever so you know some feed feedback is always nice and it's always really nice to have someone in your corner that's like cheering you on because it's yeah you know it's hard doing it by yourself so having someone saying heck hey like you can do this don't be scared it's it's gonna be fine I think totally. that's very important. So yeah, having that's that's good advice. Having a good circle. That's that's great. Yeah, for sure. All right. So where can we keep up with you on the socials? You know, where if we want to keep up with what's going on with Red Scare with everything, you know, how do we how do we keep up with you? I'm I'm working really hard to do better with it all. So uh I it's, it's, uh, it's hard. <laughs> it is, dude. And especially, you know, like on Twitter, like you don't always get that much engagement. It almost feels like you're sometimes uh, sometimes talking to a wall, but uh um, oh, yeah. I'm on there and I'm I'm staying persistent and I'm at it's at Swilkey so S W I L K E underscore smooth um, on Twitter nice. so I'm posting a lot there. Um, I'm I'm a boomer trying to figure out TikTok so I'm I'm there too. Um, you'll see a lot of I post a lot of art. I post um, script to pages images on there, um, and that's at awkward skull all one word. Uh, it's my gamer tag so. 
just pick that one uh, for that. And then I'm on Facebook, Scott Wilkie, um, Instagram, Scott Wilkie. You can find me Scott Wilkie 24 on Instagram. Um, but yeah, I, I'm out. I'm, I'm doing my best uh, to, to stay up on those. Cause I know that's how to, to stay connected. But again, it's hard when you don't get some engagement sometimes you're just like, yeah. okay, why am I doing this? Who am I talking to? <laughs> I'm yeah. talking, I'm talking to myself in a room, but uh, seriously, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying TikTok though. Um, I'm finally starting to kind of figure out what works, what doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. And I get a lot of good reception on there. People like seeing, cause again, I share a lot of art. I share a lot of the covers, bad bugs known for, doing variants and doing variants very well. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll highlight a lot of our uh, kind of, you know, our favorite variants from series. So. Right on. Yeah. All right. Well, to keep up with geek network and everything we've got going on, including this interview, lots of other geeky goodness, make sure you check out our website at geek network.com. We're at geeks AZ on Twitter and Instagram or X or whatever the hell they call it now. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, right. Geek network on Facebook. I'm CD is weird on Instagram. The music for the shows by Polygon Horizon. They're a great Nintendo core band. Go check them out on Bandcamp. Um, the logos for this show are done by my friends Chris Chandler and Mike Belcher, two amazing comic book guys. Go check out their stuff at their social medias. Um, and if you like the show, please leave a review and tell your friends word of mouth is our friend. And remember, kids, to embrace the things that always feel wow, totally messed up. Mm. <laughs> Brace the things that fuel your weird and always geek responsibly. Scott, nice. thanks so much for coming today. No, I appreciate it. It's good meeting you. Nice talking with you. Yeah, you too.